The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Bring in show music, please. This is Squawk Pod, the daily podcast brought to you by the team behind Squawk Box. NYC, this is CNBC Control 2. CNBC's essential morning show. He's here too. Every day, get the best stories, debate, and analysis from the biggest names in business and politics. All right, we're coming to it next. Today, wildfires in California rage on, and so do calls for change at the utility company many are blaming for the crisis. To infinity and beyond meat, the CEO of the Alt Meat success story. We can build a piece of meat directly from plants. You don't need an animal to do that. On the secret ingredient for his plant-based profits. Then venture capitalist Ben Horowitz. Culture is not a set of beliefs, it's a set of actions. On the human behavior that can make or break a company. And Joe, Becky, and Andrew are all ears when it comes to new Apple devices. It's not a problem with the AirPods, it's a problem with my ears, I think. We've got those stories and a lot more. I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. It's Tuesday, October 29th, 2019. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand Becky by in three, two, one, cue please. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We are live from the Nasdaq market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. First up on today's podcast, a development in one high-profile IPO and its long-awaited plan for the public markets. Saudi Aramco is reportedly aiming to set the price range for its hotly anticipated IPO on November 17th. Uh, That's uh, the day this all is supposed to go down with a final price announced. December 4th, it will begin trading in Riyadh on December 11th. That's according to the Kingdom's state-owned TV service. Aramco has delayed the deal earlier this month to give advisors time to secure cornerstone investors. Of course, this whole thing has been delayed uh, multiple times. However, I don't think we've ever gotten to the point where they've actually released dates um, in this way uh, by uh, the Saudi government. So we say it's hotly anticipated. We should say it may not be as highly hotly anticipated, anticipated by who? as MBS <laughs> uh, wants it to be, right. uh, given that the price uh, and valuation have what come if you down. Throw a party and quite nobody a shows bit. up. We will see. We will see. There is a view that they're trying to not have a very low price, but obviously to set a price that's so enticing. that, so for, that hopefully for a future it up because that's yeah. where the, the real money in this is going to be later. Down the road. In other IPO news, the company behind TikTok is denying that it's looking to go public. A spokesman for ByteDance spoke to multiple uh, media outlets uh, disputing a Financial Times report that said it was weighing an offer in Hong Kong as early as the first quarter of next year. should tell you that uh, even though TikTok, we always say, is uh, a Chinese site, and that's true, KKR, General Atlantic, and a whole number of Sequoia, I think, and a number of U.S. venture firms have stakes in that company. PG&E saying that its power lines may have started two wildfires over the weekend in San Francisco's Bay Area. Blackouts were in place to prevent down lines from starting fires during windy weather. But the fires began in a section of town where the utility opted to keep the lights on. The sites were not designated as high fire risk. Another round of blackouts is expected to begin today as more strong winds move onshore. Joining us right now for a look at how utility companies and their customers are being affected, we are joined by Jane Wells, who is on the front lines with this right now. Uh, Jane, tell us how this is all shaking out. 
Uh, let me just, yeah, give you a scene. This is part of the Getty Fire. This is in the hills above Brentwood, one of the most expensive neighborhoods in Los Angeles, and people are going to have to stay out of their multi-million dollar homes for at least another night, according to the mayor. We'll get some more information later, but this is one of the homes uh, that was destroyed here, eight homes destroyed. They only have 5% containment so far. Uh, this is LADWP territory, but it's surrounded by affected areas covered by Southern California Edison. And after the bell, we will start to get a sense of what these outages and these fires are costing utilities. The street for Edison International is looking for a 4% drop in revenues to about $4.1 billion for the third quarter. 1% rise in earnings to a buck 58. But as more winds are expected to come in later this week and more outages, the governor is now ordering an investigation into whether these outages are excessive, if the utility company should be penalized for them, and whether they should be barred from charging people for power that they're not getting during the outages. His particular outage outrage is leveled at PG&E. Listen. PG&E has not been in this position before. Uh, we would like them to consider uh, reimbursements, and we're going to be very forceful in advancing that. I want as many people bidding for the assets of Pacific Gas and Electric as possible. I couldn't be more clear. I just hope more people make a bid for the assets so we have a competitive process moving up into June 30th of next year when uh, we have set the goal and date and mandate for PG&E to get out of bankruptcy. Yeah, well, he's even floating the idea of getting Warren Buffett to maybe make a bid for PG&E. Uber, meantime, is offering free rides to and from evacuation centers from those who've been displaced. And Elon Musk is tweeting that he's offering $1,000 off if you buy a Tesla solar and Powerwall system so you don't have to depend on the grid when the grid goes dark. Guys? Hey Jane, just in terms of, of, of thinking that it's excessive to have these shutdowns, these power outages, how can they argue that when some of these fires may have very well been, been started by lines that weren't shut down? <laughs> Well, yes, uh, that is the conundrum. What kind of uh, technology and, and modeling are you using to make these decisions? Certainly, they will argue there would have been more fires or worse fires if they hadn't done the outages. It's an iffy thing, Becky. Jane, thank you. For more on the mounting pressure on California utilities uh, companies, uh, let's welcome Congressman uh, Ro Khanna, uh, Democrat of California, whose district includes communities in Silicon Valley. Congressman, thank you uh, for joining us uh, this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, it's a terrible situation. Um, we can talk about the business side of this. We can talk about the, the human side of this. First, what, just give, give us an update on what you know, and then I want to get into what you think should happen. Well, it's uh, devastating for many people across California. Many are without power. Of course, homes have been destroyed by these fires. Uh, totally unrelated. I actually had a staff member uh, in my district who had a fire that almost uh, burned his house, not because of the wildfires, because PGE had another outage. So uh, these PGE lines that are causing fires aren't just causing fires and wildfires. Uh, this is a common occurrence uh, across California, and it's outrageous. And in terms of how to manage PG&E, what would you do? I would have them as a public utility. The, the facts are very clear. They have failed to make investments in the upgrading of their infrastructure. The regulators have been way too loose. There's not enough accountability. It's time for the state to take ownership of PG&E uh, and make sure that they are doing what they need to do to keep the power on and to keep people safe. I mean, in the 21st century, when you have a state that can, has Apple, Google, Tesla in it, there is no excuse that we can't get power to our people on a regular basis. Congressman, I'd, I'd argue that there are decades and decades of underinvestment in the infrastructure there. If the state takes over, where do you get the money to make those much-needed investments? 
Well, we need to have state investment and we also need to have federal investment. Uh, the reality is that we have underinvested in the smart grid. Uh, we have underinvested both as a state and as a federal government. But those are investments uh, that, that were needed and we need to invest more in forest management. Uh, we did not have the prescribed fires that were necessary. We did not have the brush clearing that was necessary. This has been a decades of neglect process that has led to this crisis. Do you, do you have any idea how much you might need for that? What kind of funding? You know, I, I, I'm not I want to look at the experts to see what the uh, the cost would be, but it's probably going to be in the billions of dollars. I mean, there has been a systematic neglect in the infrastructure and in uh, the forest management. We're going to leave the conversation there. Congressman, appreciate you being with us. This morning. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you. Cheese will be next. Coming up on Squawk Pod, plant protein profits. Beyond meat isn't meat. Well, it is, but it isn't. The CEO is devoted to meat-free, beefy returns. What I had to do to start this business was to understand meat better than most. Back after this. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This is Squawk Pod. Beyond Meat is one of the most successful IPOs of 2019. The plant-based company... It's not a veggie burger. Nope. They nope. Recon- it's almost like alchemy. ...has been in the meat market for a decade. Beyond listed on the NASDAQ in May of this year, and the stock took off. It soared over 800% in the first three months of trading, punctuated by a secondary offering, essentially a sale of some of the shares held by investors and the company itself and as of Monday, three quarterly reports. As Beyond Meat hits the six-month mark as a public company, there's concern that hot plant-based meat might be cooling off. Mind you, as of this morning before the market opened, the stock was still trading way up from its initial offering. Here's Becky Quick with Beyond Meat CEO Ethan Brown. Beyond Meat, out with its earnings after the market closed yesterday. The company beat expectations and it reported its first quarterly profit. But the stock is down sharply this morning. Spending surged in the quarter, and Beyond Meat is planning more store discounts as competition heats up. Several Wall Street analysts downgraded the stock overnight, including J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Credit Suisse, and Jefferies. Today, though, marks the end of a lockup period for early backers as well. Even with this move, you got to remember, the stock only went public six months ago. It's up about 240 percent since its IPO back in May. Joining us right now is Ethan Brown. He's the founder and CEO of Beyond Meat. And Ethan, thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, okay, wild ride over the last six months. Did you anticipate that you would see this type of moves, these dramatic swings up and down? You know, we're really focused on the long-term prospects for the business. It's been interesting to watch all of this, but overall we believe that we're moving forward the fundamentals of the business in a way that's really remarkable. Whether you look at McDonald's or you look at Subway or Dunkin' or KFC, these tests that we're involved in, those are some of the largest names in food, and we're partnering with them to bring our products to the consumer. So we're excited about where we are. So when you see swings like this, massive swings to the upside, big swings to the downside, too, that's got to have an impact on your workforce and people who have money riding on this. Yeah, it, it, you know, I, I think for us, uh, the effort here is as much a mission to build a large and, and sustainable global protein company that will be around for uh, decades to come. 
So we don't look at the six or 12 month period in the stock market. We look more about are we building the right fundamentals for the business? And we think we're doing that. How much do you think consumer behavior with this product and others is being driven by taste or diet or something like that or this sort of larger uh, idea around climate and sustainability? You know, what's really interesting about what we're doing is if you look at the older uh, um, consumer, they're coming to our brand mostly around health and concerns maybe around cardiovascular or carcinogenic issues. Uh, if you look at the younger generations, it's much more driven around climate, around animal welfare, and also a lifestyle. And so if you think about this Duncan uh, product here, this is about 50% uh, less fat in our sausage patty than the leading sausage patty on the market. It's 44% less saturated fat. It's 37% less sodium, but more protein and more iron. The idea is that we can build a piece of meat directly from plants. You don't need an animal to do that. What the animal is doing is consuming a lot of vegetation, a lot of water. They're using their biology to organize that in the form of muscle, which we then harvest as meat. Well, we can use technology today to pull those inputs directly from plants and organize them directly from plants for the consumer on their plate. You, so you people on, are excited by that. You beat on the bottom line last night, but you also talked on the call about how you're going to have to offer some discounts. Is that just because there's so much competition that's jumping into Not at all. Things? Not at all. I mean, if you look at our velocity uh, this quarter over the same period last year, we're up 144%. And people say that competition is coming. It's been here. We've been competing for a long time. We feel very comfortable about where we are. We have a myopic focus on doing one thing, which is building a perfect piece of meat directly from plants. We're not beholden to a supply chain that's tied to traditional industry. We're not competing among different divisions. That is our sole focus, and we'll continue to execute well against that. The competition's been here for a while, if you look at Impossible Burger or others. But as you just kind of alluded to, you do have big players like a Tyson or others who are kind of stepping things up, right. uh, those traditional processors and packagers, who they don't care where they're getting the revenue from. They just want to follow sure. any new market. And sure. they are very heavily financed yeah. um, and, and ready to go into a fight. What, what happens on that front? Well, I think we enjoy being the challenger brand. I think the consumer is looking for something new from somebody new. Uh, I think it's very hard for an incumbent uh, to focus the way we do, to move as quickly as we do. We're very aggressive here in the United States. We're aggressive in the EU. We're aggressive in Asia. We have a single goal. We're not competing among different interests. So my view is that uh, as more entrants get into the market, or raise awareness, but we'll continue to lead it. And that's what we're built to do. Ethan, does Beyond Meat have plans for... for for pets to, to supply it all? Because they make yeah, those already. It's a great question. We get asked that all the time. Um, and there, there may be in the future some uh, interest within, particularly our research and development team, because the synergies are strong. Um, but right now we're focused on three core categories, beef, pork, and poultry for human consumption. Yeah. That's reason, a $1.4 trillion market. The reason I, I went market. this way is because I, I've got, God, I love dogs. I, I mean, I look at I do too. the cover of, of the post a day. That dog, I want to meet that dog, even though it's classified. But I have two big German shepherds. And Great dogs. We're talking about really you know, tens of hundreds of thousands of years of evolution as carnivores. Yeah, and I'm just wondering, is there some missing? In, can you duplicate what carnivores need with plant-based food? It's a, it's a Absolutely. Great, it's a great question, and it's one that I, I work on all the time. What I had to do to start this business was to understand meat better than most, right? And so if you unpack meat at its highest elements, it's essentially amino acids, lipids, trace minerals, vitamins, and it's predominantly water, just like our bodies. Right. We can pull all that from plants, including exactly what a dog would need for the nutrition. So as you're building a piece of meat directly from plants, you have a blank canvas to start with. It's a question of what do you want to put in and what do you want to leave you out? Can, I'm just wondering whether there's some X factor in there that, that, that there isn't. No. 
Because uh, when there is a plant, a, a pet food company that sent me, and I'm like, God, I got German Shepherds. I don't yeah. want to feed. I want to feed these animals meat. I, I, right. I, I, but so you're saying that that that's just a preconception that I don't need to have. Yeah, here's the. I mean, it, it's really a change in perception in the sense that do you have to insist that meat comes from a chicken, cow, or pig, or other animal, or can you think about meat in terms of composition? Once you start to think about meat as an assembly of protein, fat, and water. Then you can start to pull it from any source, and a German Shepherd would not be able to tell. I mean, I just see a lion just like looking at this, going, "Oh, <laughs> this again," you know, instead of uh, looking over at a at yeah. an Impala. And so, thinking, so I wow, wish I wish I had video with me to show you, because <laughs> I, of course, have fed all of our products to our dogs, and I love to watch them jump up and snatch it out of my hand. So it doesn't have to be okay. Yeah. So then it shouldn't be for humans either, obviously. Correct. And people, vegans what's, seem fine. What's the hardest kind of meat to replicate? You know, as you get more. Um, uh, transparent on the plate, things like bacon, where the fat and the, the protein is, is so clearly distributed in a way the consumer can see, that's harder. When it's ground, it's a little steak easier. Ground steak is, is harder. Building right. it up is another. But things like ground are, are a little bit easier. Sausage is easier because there's so much spice in it, right? right. Yeah. So it kind of masks we a lot of that. We should make some carb, uh, I mean, not yes. carb, but some type of snacks for me. That, we got that something coming. You do? Not Beyond Meat, but there's another company right coming here, right up. Here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to eat this, and I hope I like it. I do. <laughs> you're, you're jumping into this? You love eating on TV. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm hungry. No, I know. Good morning. Ethan, one huge question is what happens with the expiration of the lockup today? I think 77% of the shares outstanding yeah. can now be sold today. Yeah. These are early, people, early yeah. investors, employees, others who have that. Yeah. First of all, what are you doing? I'm not doing a thing. My, my focus is entirely on growing this business. You know, People have asked me, do you want to do a partnership with a larger company? I have no interest in that anymore. What I'm interested in is becoming that larger company. I have a goal to make this a $40 billion company in terms of revenue. I want to be very active in Asia, very active in Europe, very active here in the United States. Again, think about those marquee partnerships that we're lining up, whether the test with McDonald's, test with Dunkin', test with KFC, test with Subway. That's in a single quarter. Right, so if you see that's progress, I'm not sure you'd want to. Those are tests. How many of those do you think will wind up in full-time deals? We've never had a test that hasn't gone forward in one degree I have or another. To tell you, this is passing my test. <laughs> there we go. And so he's enjoying something that he loves, but he's having significantly less fat, significantly less saturated fat, et cetera, no, no, uh, less sodium, et cetera. And you are not going to sell, but what do you think about your partners along the way? People who are early in this, or maybe employees who are looking at this thinking, I can't afford to ride a wild swing like yeah. this. What, what do you I think, think it's that? more around, for the employees, it's certainly more around, are there personal circumstances they may have that they right. just need they liquidity? Buy a house, need Correct. Buy right. kid going to college. Right. I think the early investors, it's the investor mandate. You know, what does their firm uh, require them to do? Sausage is deadly. There's no nitrates. There's nothing in this. What's great about this, and people are very focused on things like saturated fat and sodium, as well they should be. And Right. But if you, I would recommend people look at a, a movie called Game Changers. That really spells out the implications of heavy meat consumption from a diet perspective. Or read a book by Dean Ornish called Undo It. Again, it, it's much broader than just saturated fat or sodium. The reasons that people want to avoid animal protein consumption at the high levels we do today, it's things like TMAO and insulin-like growth factor. Right. And Although the recent studies, we, 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 you know, whenever we decide something is absolutely fact. Find a different it, doctor. You find it. <laughs> and not necessarily, but, but you know, studies that have shown maybe uh, carcinogenic uh, uh, trends in, in red meat, right. you go back and, oh, my God, they were eating all these fries, too. They, yes. Their lifestyle included all these other variables, and there's been no clean... Absolutely clean evidence that, that, that done in, in, a, in a scientific setting. Yes. It's, just, it's always in, in hindsight. So. There is a lot of difficulty in teasing out, and, and it's correlations, it's not causation. Correlations, right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the preponderance of evidence is around these high levels are probably not good for us. Probably not good to have bacon like six times a day. Probably. I'd say that's fair. Offhand and sausage with, you know, with tequila.
probably Thank not. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> appreciate it. Ethan, thanks for coming Thank in. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Next on Squawk Pod. Boeing CEO is testifying in front of Congress today, and famed venture capitalist Ben Horowitz calls for a simple solution to that company's problems. Boeing has a situation, which is in well, the Well, no, that's today. a more straightforward cultural case. They need to fire the CEO. Like that's, they that's need to fire the CEO. 100%. Ben Horowitz on corporate culture crises after this. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Stand by, Joe, in five seconds. This Four, is Squawk three, Pod. Two, one, his mic, Kim. Good morning and welcome back to Squawk Box here on CNBC, live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Joe Kernan, along with Becky Quick and Andrew Ross Sorkin, U.S. Equity Futures. One of Silicon Valley's most elite brand names is Andreessen Horowitz, the shorthand description for the $2.7 billion venture capital firm and now startup investment advisor founded by Mark Andreessen and Ben Horowitz. These two entrepreneurs made billions early in their career with internet pioneer Netscape and a company called Opsware that sold to Hewlett-Packard. And in 2009, they teamed up to fund promising ventures from a new generation of founders and innovators who, as their pitch book a decade ago described it, use technology to put a dent in the universe. Some recent Andreessen Horowitz investments you may have heard of, the unicorns, Airbnb, Lyft, Pinterest, and Slack. Ben Horowitz joined Squawk Box this morning for an extended conversation around his new book out today, What You Do Is Who You Are. He compares the challenges of building a corporate culture in high-growth companies to historical examples like the Samurais, Genghis Khan, and even prison gangs. Because companies, Horowitz says, rise or fall because of the daily micro-behaviors of the human beings that compose them. So we asked Horowitz to weigh in on the culture clash currently at some of the American brand names we talk about every day. Talking about culture, I want to uh, get your take on a couple of reports out there right now that are very much on this issue Uh of of culture. Uh, Report in the New York Times uh, just yesterday, Mike Isaac reporting uh, on a letter that Facebook employees sent to Mark Zuckerberg asking the CEO to reverse the company's policy of exempting political ads from its own fact-checking program. And uh, that has now gone public. Um, And this is an issue, by the way, it's confronting clearly Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, but you're seeing the rise of employees at companies, uh, especially in Silicon Valley, all across the board. And this this fundamentally is about culture. What do you do? Yeah, it's tricky. And I I think it's different um, if you're a normal company than if you're Facebook or Google, right, where you're in the kind of policy swirl, uh, because it does get more complicated. 
and then you know with the Facebook letter, I would say it was it was like 250 employees out of however many they have, which is a much bigger number. So right. it's you know it's not a kind of wildfire. It's like a few angry people. Well, the question is: yeah. is, is it a few angry people? Or is it actually much more representative of a much larger group of people who didn't want to put their name to it, right? That's the other complicated part to this. Yeah, well, there was, a, you know, and look, there, there was a day uh, when, like, you know, kind of coming out in public against a company and leaking that, like, you're just fired, right? Like, right. That's it, and, that, and that's the way the culture runs. I think that in these kinds of companies, you know, they, they, they have tolerated it for a good reason, and they wanted this openness where, like, okay, we need to get the ideas from everyone. Um, but, like, then there's another thing, which is are we taking it outside of the house or are we keeping it inside the house? Right. And uh, this is not just like, oh, should we release this product or should we build that product, which is a normal company issue. This is like, how do elections work in the United States of America? Are we right. undermining democracy? Well, like, this is a different category. What would happen if people who sign this letter right now? That, like the blowback he would get. The blowback that. would be unbelievable. So, like, I, I don't really think he has a choice to do that because it feels now like he's kind of crossed over and they've crossed over into, like, Facebook itself is the biggest country in the world, you know, is, is a little bit how it's viewed. So he has all the citizens of Facebook right. who may be upset. Uh, and so it's, you know, he's in a very special like place yeah but you know we've had so many others look boeing has a situation which is in well the that's today. a more straightforward cultural case they need to fire the ceo like that's they that, need that's to fire the ceo 100 percent. okay why yeah. do you say that well because look somewhere along the line like no matter what you do on regulation you're never going to know what the people in the company know there is no question people in the company knew that the 737 should have been in the air the fact that they didn't say it the fact that earnings became more important culturally then safety at a company like Boeing, like you need an object less, you need to cut somebody's head off. And like I don't think anybody's head other than the CEO is going to change the culture at that place. Yeah, they offered up in the way it needs to. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, of course. But that's not like if people are dying, that's a whole different category of thing. Okay, I'll give you a not dying different category. We work. We've been talking about that company for the last yeah. or several weeks now, yes. if not months. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's an exciting one. You look at the culture of that company, you look at Adam Newman, and you think... Well, look, I think it had amazing cultural strengths uh, that... Yeah, and often the strength of a culture is related to its weakness. So, you know, it had this crazy optimism where, like, they were going to change the future of work, and they used it to raise a lot of money, uh, but also attract an amazing kind of set of talent and kind of get this you know, consumer brand for commercial real estate into the world, which is a very difficult right. thing to do. So it accomplished a lot with it. But the downside of an optimistic culture is always, like, what happens with bad news? Like, can you actually hear it? Or is it, like, I don't want to hear bad news? And I think that um, at WeWork, like, for sure, whoever was going, you know, like, we don't actually have as much money as we thought we did. <laughs> like, right. either... All that kind of thing. But so that's the question, though. How much? You know, like I don't think that news traveled. People can talk about WeWork and say, "Look, it took it took a visionary to get it to this place." Yes, to get but it to this place where it lost billions of dollars. But, that, but the question is, here's a company that may be worth, yeah. I don't know, seven billion dollars. Maybe it'll ultimately be worth ten billion dollars or fifteen billion dollars if SoftBank gets its way. But there's a lot of people yeah. who went to work for the company because yes. they thought it was going to be worth forty-seven billion dollars. No question. Yeah. No. Like, and I think that. Um, but, so, th so that's always a tricky question, which is like, 
okay, is your market cap not what your investor paid for it? Is it like, you know, and, and how do you know that and so forth? But I do think, like, the, the big problem was it got away, the culture got away from reality. Like, the culture was so reality distorted that they couldn't hear what was really going on in the business. And, look, I've interviewed people coming out of WeWork. I know there are people who knew they just didn't even know where the money was. I mean, not, not like fraud, like... We didn't know. <laughs> like, we didn't know how much money we had. We didn't know how much was coming in. We didn't know how much was going out. And so, like, you get into that state. How do you get into that state? Well, it's because along the way people are going, hey, look, our systems, our processes aren't keeping up with this business. And people are going, like, bad news, we're changing the future of work. And, like, when the culture goes like that, you can get into a really, really bad spot. And that's, But it's not that unusual a cultural problem where if you have such a pronounced strong culture that it drives you into a bad Big place. idea and then the nuts and bolts, someone's got to be looking at it very closely. Well, you know, and your strength becomes your weaknesses. You know, like it, you, know you, you can have a culture like that's hyper-competitive but doesn't, uh, you know, quite obey the law or these kinds of things. Right. And, you, you know, and that's uh, something that you have to design I saw, correctly. I saw somebody say, if you tell a 32-year-old man he's Jesus, he will believe you. <laughs> well, that's also true. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And closing out the pod today, breaking news that's music to Joe Kernan's ears. This story is for Joe, I think. Well, maybe for everybody, really. But um, Joe's the one who's had the problems with uh-huh. his AirPods. But Apple has now introduced a new high-end version of its AirPods, which I think are going to fit Joe's ears better. It's, it's not a problem with the AirPods. It's a problem with my ears, I think. Hold the phone my, it's my for fault. a second. My the fault. AirPods Pro will feature a new design and noise cancellation. These are the important components of it. They'll cost $249, so it's a little... Uh, about That's the important more. component right they there. They are available to order uh, now, and they ship by October 30th. Here's the deal. The, the noise cancellation is the big feature. For you... It's those three little They come with different size, yeah. um, uh, little rubber tips so they can fit in your ears. They need to create a seal to actually get the noise cancellation feature cool. to work. So it needs to be a so good fit. fit. So, the, yeah. so the fit part for you is the issue. The, it comes in a little, it's more of like a squat little um, case. Squat, it, that's squat. a good one. It's sort of a wider case, but maybe uh, um, a, little, a little narrower. And uh, that's, what they, I mean, that's I, what they look I, like. I have, They're a little uglier in some ways, actually. Are. My solution has been to reverse them, and that works. Someone on Twitter told me to what do that. What do you mean, that. reverse them? I put my, uh, the left one in my right ear, and, my oh. right, and, it's the, and they stay. Right. But if but I do it normally, right? it's, very, uh, it's very tenuous, and you can have serious air, AirPod phobia, AirPod fear. Like when you walk in here, that grate is about 30... I don't know how people with heels walk. But you walk around like this all day? Uh, number one, it's no, about 30 heels, feet it's, down. It's, I, it's about I, 30 feet down, trust number me, one. I do it with heels, and, I understand. And, and there was a guy they found who fell in a manhole. They found him like a month later. Yeah. Um, but as like you're walking circle. across the grate, if that falls you know, out, it's gone for this good. This is going to be an issue with all of them. I want these for a very different reason, which is... I can't only I, babies in, in first class? No, you. Sort of. You. <laughs> <Yeah>, noise <laughs> cancellation. No, no. The noise for, uh, during no, breaks? My problem is that right now I wear these, as you know, all day during running the show. around. Yeah. I wish I was wearing during <laughs> the show sometimes. Okay. And then when I get on an airplane, I still carry the Bose noise-canceling uh, buds for the, for the airplane. It is for the babies. So if I could put these things in on the airplane, back to that. that would help. Comes back to that. No, if you're if you're a, if you're a road warrior, we have a lot of road warriors out out here who are watching the show every morning. They're in hotel rooms all over the place. They're jumping on airplanes. 
Who wants to carry two sets of uh, headphones? I don't know. I don't That's have an answer. That's the sale. That. Okay. And I haven't even. I don't even know if they're any good. But that would be the sale. But you're in. So you know, I, have, I am in. You have Bose, not Beats. I mean, all the cool people have Beats walking around. You know, going. Bose are the serious no- noise. Are they? Noise. But I, oh, yeah. the guys are seeing it. You know, if you're serious about it, yeah. to be honest. Now, look, Beats is owned by Apple That's these days. I mean. But if you actually care about true noise cancellation. Yeah. With apologies to the lovely people at Beats, yeah. the Bose guys win the game. Really? They do. Because, you know, when, both when they come out at, at the U.S. Over, Open over tennis, the all, every, every player's the got... Bose uh, is, be, is it Bose or Beats? Bo, Bose is the one that really work. I have a pair of Bose, too. But, but those, are the, those are the serious ones. Bose, oh, anyway. for you. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no way to respond to Grub, No, it's no, not. It's just, it's it's not, just high it's school. Not. I know, I know. Yes, there is. Shut up. That's the show for today. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 a.m. Eastern. To get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, subscribe to Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.